Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of our youth series on biculturalism from Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. It's Anya here with my friend Malvika, and today we're going to cover the intergenerational aspect of biculturalism. In this segment, we want to address three main areas within this topic, with those being one, connecting with relatives, two, behavioral expectations and cultural norms, and three, balancing our interests with cultural activities. I have a lot of experience with having trouble connecting with relatives. This is mostly because I can't fluently speak my family's root language. As an Indian American teenager who was born and is living in America, I did not get many chances to speak my native language. In public, most people speak English, and that's even what my family and I speak at home. That's definitely understandable, Anya. While English has taken on a more significant role in my household since my sister was born 10 years ago, I was born in India and moved to the U.S. right before kindergarten started. So while I was very young when I left India, my first language is actually my mother tongue, which both my parents grew up speaking. So even today, while I don't speak it at home, I can speak Malayalam reasonably fluently and understand it very well. We bring this up because language matters when it comes to family bonds, as Anya mentioned. When we can freely speak to our relatives in the language which they feel most comfortable speaking, it's also easier to maintain frequent interactions and a positive relationship with them. And a positive relationship with our extended family can influence how close we feel to our family's culture and the foods, arts, behavioral norms, and traditions which come with it. That is so true, Malvika. Not only does language affect how we connect with relatives, but also how far relatives live away from us. When our relatives live far away from us, we don't really see them. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, I was not as close with my relatives as I'm now. Even when my family and I traveled to India, we did not see a lot of our closer relatives. But in quarantine, my relatives and I have gotten closer. We went from sending short happy birthday messages to each other to having birthday party Zoom calls. If we talk to relatives more, we can create a bond that will make us feel more part of our families. Also, how strong we feel about our connection with our culture plays a huge part in connecting with relatives. I am sure that most bicultural people have a lot of relatives who are very passionate about their culture and religion. Wanting to feel more included in their family, people can act to like their relatives, culturally speaking. For some people, that is not a problem, but others may feel that they aren't being themselves. There are also people who seem very comfortable in the culture of the country that they are being raised in. But as long as you are acting like yourself, you will feel at ease. 
Personally, I lean a bit more to the American culture I'm growing up with, but I have not lost touch with my native Indian culture. I participate and follow a lot of the things in the Indian culture. Sometimes it does not bother me if I feel like I'm acting too American in front of family, because at least I'm being myself. As for how I feel in front of my friends in America, I feel very comfortable. All of my friends have similar situations to me. We are all being brought up in a different country than we are from. Some of us might feel differently about our two different cultures, but it is good to surround yourself with people who have similar situations as you. Those are some great points, Anya. Next, we want to take some time to unpack what might be the most complex part of tackling biculturalism. Finding a balance between two different sets of behavioral norms. The two examples I can touch on are curfews or general home rules and romantic relationships. Since as far back as elementary school, I felt totally alienated from my friends at times because they've had later curfews, more independence, and quote-unquote cooler home rules than I did. As a 10-year-old living in an apartment complex with a lot of kids from school, I was that one girl who would never went to the playground or outside to play. Instead, I sat inside, reading a book, or working on homework. This was partially by choice, and partially because my parents simply preferred me staying at home, rather than out without their supervision. That was how my mom grew up, and that's what she expected from me. I can't say that those years of missing out on closer friendships somehow stunted me socially or harmed me, because I feel content and perfectly able to interact with people just like my other friends. But I do sometimes look back and wish that my parents and I had found some more middle ground, such that their worries were eased and my desires were met. Another part of finding your cultural balance is food. As a person who eats Indian food almost every day, I sometimes get bored of it. I would love to experience different cuisines every day or just eat more Western cuisine. But to some extent, it is good to eat more of your native culture's food because you experience the culture of the country you're growing up in every day. Some food can be that bridge that links you to your native culture. My advice is to eat what you want to eat whether it's your traditional food or another type of cuisine. In terms of the topic of dating, there's a pretty significant divide between Western norms and cultural rules, especially regarding matters like PDA, the appropriate age to date, and whether dating should even be allowed, ever. If your culture is one where arranged marriages are the norm, or parents choose spouses for their children, that can completely eliminate the quote-unquote need of dating from social norms. This ultimately marks a huge confusion for kids growing up in the U.S. with bicultural identities. Many of my peers who are ethnically similar to me were brought up to consider dating through a moral lens, especially one that centers patriarchal attitudes toward relationships. Some beliefs we learned included that women who date have loose morals and that they do not focus on what's truly important, such as grades or good family values. What I've grown to observe is that dating as a teenager is a big gray area with many pros and cons, 
and is nowhere near as black and white as many POC parents present it as. Imagine if kids and parents could ease into more open and honest conversations regarding why parents might frown upon dating and why kids might not understand their rules. We could deal with these questions as a unit, side by side, without the disarray and miscommunication. The next big part of finding a balance is manners. Many cultures have different ways of showing respect, such as hugging, kisses on the cheek, bowing, etc. For people who grew up with one culture, doing the signature sign of respect and practicing a certain type of manners is normal. As someone growing up with two cultures, it can get kind of hard to practice two types of social norms. I can forget to do something in front of relatives and it might make me look impolite. The solution is to try practicing both types of mannerisms or find a blend of the two. For example, if you are usually hugged when you meet someone, but you also need to bow, try bowing and then hugging or vice versa. It is so much easier to find a blend of things in your two cultures than to have to pick sides. Lastly, we want to bring up something that we briefly touched on in our last episode. Cultural activities and how they play, or don't play, into our interests. Previously, I talked about how a key part of my childhood was my involvement in Indian classical dance, which I still learn and perform. Something that better helped me figure out my relationship with my hyphenated identity was exploring Western styles of dance as well, like ballet and hip-hop which I realized I didn't quite connect with. Similarly, reach into your culture by asking your family members, browsing the internet, and doing your own research to get to know the musical instruments, art forms, and sports most prized throughout your background. Culture is so limitless and fluid that your relationship with your ethnic identity can flourish absolutely regardless of where you were born, whether you can speak your mother tongue, whether your parents practice cultural traditions, whether your friends are of the same background as you, etc. So to wrap up, our relationship with our bicultural or interracial identities is fully dependent on our own exploration of these norms and traditions, and which ones that we personally choose to embrace and incorporate into our lives. For the time being, growing up, our parents hold the reins in terms of how many behavioral aspects that we follow according to our ethnic identity. For example, the kinds of clothes you can wear or what age you can start dating. But this matter is one that you'll deal with throughout your entire life, and the majority of that journey occurs on your own terms. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharika Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every weekend, so make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and thank you so much for listening.